Welcome back to Daf HaShavua. This week's Daf is Mesech Sivamos Daf Samach Tes, the last full Daf in the parak that we've been uh, learning, Almana Lakoin Gadol. And on Daf Samach Tes, we're going to continue the discussion about how a woman uh, can be rendered unfit for Kihuna, for Truma. And uh, many of the discussions that we're going to be having uh, are revolving around that, uh, that concept and that principle. So we know that from Daf Samaches, that a woman who had beer with someone who she wasn't allowed to, uh, to be with is going to be disqualified from eating truma and uh, from being involved with kihuna based on the Pasuk of Kisihiel Ishzar, that the word Ishzar comes to teach us that, uh, that this woman, if she finds herself with a, uh, with a quote-unquote foreign person, with a foreign man, Kisihiel Ishzar teaches us that uh, she is prohibited from uh, from being with somebody that she's not able to uh, to be with. And uh, again, Ubaskoin ki sihiel ishzar he betrumas akodashim lo sochal. She's not allowed to go ahead and to eat trumas. The Gemara then tells us that someone uh, who goes ahead and is with a machzir grusha machzir grushaso machzir grushaso is when she goes back and she marries a man uh, that she had divorced previously. That should she marry him again, she's not going to be disqualified from eating truma because. Because the words kisi hiel ishzar refer to someone who is originally usher to her, and this person they had a marriage that was a uh, was a good marriage, was a kosher marriage. He wasn't uh, initially uh, usher to this woman, and therefore, should she go back and marry the husband that she was uh, halachically married to, she would still be allowed to eat truma and uh, be involved in the world of kahuna. The Gemara then presents a few other cases that she's not going to be disqualified, similar to machzir grushaso and ultimately tells us that a woman can't be disqualified because of a prohibited kedushin, but bia is necessary for the disqualification uh, to eat these holy uh, items for this uh, disqualification to take place. So what we see over here is that just because one has kedushin, if, as long as there's no bia that has taken place, she is still going to be allowed to, uh, at some point in her life potentially, be able to eat truma. The Gemara then presents uh, a Bryce in the name of Rabbi Yossi, which states that someone whose children are disqualified, disqualifies his wife, and someone whose children are not disqualified does not disqualify his wife. The Mafkamina, the Gemara says, and the distinction between both of these cases occurs in the case of a second generation Mitzri or Adomi who married Abbas Yisrael. So we know that the Psukim described that, um, that the Mitzram and the Adomim were not allowed, uh, not allowed to come into Klal uh, Yisrael. And uh, we have this uh, second generation Mitzri or Adomi who goes and marries Abbas Yisrael. And the Torah tells us that the third generation is able uh, to come ahead and, uh, and join the Kal. The first two generations of the Mitzram and the Adomim, because of how they treated us, because of how they treated the Jewish people, not going to be able to join the Kal. So this is a case of, uh, in the case of, a, uh, a, uh, uh, this second generation uh, Mitzri or Adomi, and now we have the third generation. So according to the Katanakama that our Gemara presents, that just as a Kohen Gadol disqualifies his wife because of a prohibited Bia, a second generation Mitzri or Adomi also is going to disqualify uh, his wife because of a prohibited Bia. However, according to Rabbi Yossi, a Kohen Gadol whose children are disqualified is going to disqualify his wife as well. However, a Mitzri Shani whose children are not disqualified does not disqualify his wife either. So basically what the Gemara presents over here is when a person uh, engages in an illicit relationship with the Mitzri or Adomi in the second or third uh, generation from the Mitzri or the Adomim, depending on whether we hold like Rabbi Yossi or the Tanakama, 
about the, the, the realm of children, uh, we're not going to know whether or not she is going to be, uh, this, uh, this relationship rather is going to be, uh, a, a an illicit relationship. So Gemara then goes through other family members, uh, who are going to disqualify others, uh, to kahuna or to eating truma. And then we get to the mission on the bottom of Samach Tesam Aleph, where the mission describes that a man, who is uh, uh, an ones or mafata, a, a man who goes out and uh, unfortunately rapes uh, a woman or seduces a woman, or a man is a uh, shotet. He's uh, uh, he's not able to um, to uh, to practice uh, all sorts of uh, all sorts of uh, uh, dinim and all sorts of things that the Torah demands of one. So these. People, uh, the rapist and the seducer and the shota aren't going to disqualify the woman who they are with from eating shruma. Uh, and, uh, and if he was a Kohen and she abasi Yisrael, so again, he's not going to uh, allow her. He's not going to entitle her to go ahead and eat shruma. So um, because of the fact that there's no, what we refer to in halacha, there's no Kenyan ishus over here, that this is not considered to be ishas, a rape, a seduction, a shota, that's not a, picking up somebody in marriage, that's not marrying somebody, and therefore, as a result, you're not a woman who's involved in this, is not going to be entitled to eat truma, should she stay with this Kohen, and she's not going to be um, uh, asura, should uh, she find herself in another relationship uh, uh, in, the, in the future. But then, the Mishnah points out that if a man was ain't a roy to marry into the Jewish people, he will disqualify her. And the Mishnah goes on to elaborate on this statement. So we have a man that's uh, not able to join the Jewish people for one reason or another. So if that man happens to have uh, Bia with this woman, regardless of the circumstances and the situation that he finds himself in, so that is going to... Um, that is going to disqualify her to uh, for eating truma and for other um, other uh, kedusha type of uh, experiences. So the Mishnah goes on to elaborate on that statement and develops this idea a little bit further. The Mishnah gives uh, the following example. So let's say you have a Yisrael, a regular Yisrael, a regular man that seduces or rapes a bas kohen, so she can still eat truma because, like we said, there is no kedushin kedushin. But adds the Mishnah caveat. If she becomes pregnant, so she can't eat truma. However, says the Mishnah, if something happened to the fetus or she miscarried, she would be able to eat truma because she doesn't have a Kohen fetus that she's going to give birth to anymore. So what the uh, Mishnah presents is a lot of whether or not she can eat truma or she can be involved in uh, these areas of kahuna are going to be dependent on the viability, uh, A, the pregnancy, and B, the viability uh, of the uh, of the fetus that she is uh, that she is carrying. So uh, we then have the opposite case that let's say we have a kohen that seduces or rapes a basi a kohen that seduces uh, or rapes a uh, basi She is not going to be able to eat truma, and if she gets pregnant, she still can't eat truma. But if she has a baby, then we're going to allow her to eat truma. Interestingly enough, the birth of the baby, says the Mishnah, is able to accomplish what the father wasn't able to accomplish, namely giving her the right, giving the mother the right to eat truma. And the Mishnah then goes on to describe the case uh, of an Eved, a Mamzer, and the most fascinating case of a Kohen Gadol, and how uh, Kohen Gadol can affect a woman's ability to eat truma or not. And the Mishnah concludes with a scenario in which we have a grandson who is a Kohen Gadol, and uh, based on all sorts of uh, elaborate and complicated uh, limudim, the 
grandson, who's a Kohen Gadol, can disqualify his grandmother from eating truma. At this point, the Gemara picks up and the Gemara presents a case of a Yisrael who goes ahead and has Bia with the daughter of a Kohen with a Bas Kohen. The Gemara says that she can still eat truma, and if she know, if, if we know that she's pregnant from this, then she would not be able to eat truma because a fetus that's fathered by a non-Kohen is going to disqualify its mother from eating truma. Like we quoted before, the Gemara asks though, are we nervous that she's going to get pregnant? How can we let her eat truma now? Obviously, uh, we don't know. We can't tell whether or not uh, at the time of conception that, uh, that, uh, that things worked out uh, in the way in which she would be able to get pregnant. So the Mishnah that we learned on Daflam and Gimel uh, all the way back at the beginning of our Masechta describes that when we have a case of two women uh, who uh, unfortunately get confused at their wedding and each woman goes ahead and marries the wrong man and they have beal with each other's husband on the, nights of their, on the night of their wedding, so we make them be mafresh. We point to the concept that we've spoken about, about the Havchana. We don't let them be together for three months in case they are pregnant. So it seems that on the Mishnah, based on the Mishnah, on Daflam and Gimel, we have this chashash, we have this suspicion, we're cautious. We make this uh, man and woman separate, be mafresh from each other for three months. Yet over here, it seems that we allow her immediately to continue to eat truma or we stop her immediately from uh, from eating truma. So why is our scenario different than the scenario on Daflam and Gimel, where we make the husband and wife, um, where we make the husband and wife uh, be mafresh for three months, just in case, uh, just in case they uh, they got pregnant from the wrong husband. So the Gemara answers in the name of Rabbah Baravuna that with regards to Yuchsin, with regards to genealogical matters, that with regards to uh, our ancestry, so we're much more concerned than with regards to the eating of truma, and therefore they didn't prohibit the Cohen's daughter to eat until she was confirmed as being pregnant. So what happens over here is that the Gemara presents the fact that when it comes to all sorts of yuchsin, all sorts of uh, genealogy and family matters, we're much more uh, makbid, much more machmir than when it comes to uh, eating truma. But the Gemara goes ahead and questions this distinction and wonders, based on a brisa uh, in the realm and discussing gitten, divorce documents, that a woman who gets a get from, a, uh, from her husband, she cannot eat truma immediately after receiving the get. She doesn't uh, 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 at that point, the second that she receives the get, her ability to eat truma uh, is no longer. And we have all of these uh, other suspicions about truma. So shouldn't we be choshish over here as well? Once we're already suspicious about the world of truma, we should be uh, we should be suspicious in all areas of truma. So the Gemara answers that the difference is is that in the case of marriage, Chazal was nervous about pregnancy immediately because. A woman isn't going to take steps to avoid becoming pregnant. A woman isn't going to go ahead and clean, uh, clean herself up and make sure she doesn't uh, get pregnant because at the end of the day, this was a valid marriage. This had nothing to do, this wasn't promiscuous behavior. This wasn't, uh, uh, this was a, uh, a normal consummation of a marriage. And therefore, um, uh, she's just going to go ahead and, and live life post being with this, uh, post being with this man. However, when it comes to promiscuity or when it comes to znus, so she's going to do everything she could to avoid getting pregnant. She's going to go and she's going to clean herself and make sure that uh, that uh, the pregnancy is not going to uh, get underway. And therefore, they did not prohibit a Cohen's daughter who was violated or seduced by Yisrael to eat truma until she is confirmed to be pregnant. So the Gemara then 
asks numerous questions on this approach and presents uh, the approach of Rechista where the woman goes to the mikvah and she can eat truma until 40 days pass. Basically after this uh, scenario goes on, so she has 40 days to eat truma and only at 40 days does the fetus become anything than what the uh, Gemara refers to as just maya ba'alma, just mere water and it isn't considered to be a child yet for the development, uh, isn't considered to be a child yet until day 40. The development of the, embry- uh, the, the, the the basic form of the embryo requires 40 days from the uh, time of conception, from the Shah Sabia, and therefore until 40 days pass, the fetus doesn't disqualify her from eating truma, and she's not, uh, and uh, we don't assume anything about her status of, uh, her status of pregnancy. The Sridayesh quotes from here that with regards to uh, an abortion, obviously a very uh, touchy topic and something that uh, certainly is in the news uh, nowadays and uh, uh, halakhically certainly uh, has to be dealt with the utmost sensitivities and complexities. But the Sridiyesh points out that within the first 40 days uh, of conception, if there's going to be a problem with the fetus that would endanger the mother or it would be born in a way that it's not going to live a viable life, so we're much more makeo in these areas, says the Sridayesh, to abort the fetus uh, at this stage. Obviously complicated, but that ruling comes from our Gemara here on Daf Samach Testim Misachas Yivamos. Abai then comes along and asks if she can eat truma for those 40 days and then realizes she's pregnant. So didn't she retroactively eat something that she shouldn't have, that didn't belong to her? So Rav Chista responds that she's going to have to pay for the truma she ate from day 40 and on, but the eating of truma in the first 40 days was done beheter. It was totally permitted. We weren't nervous that she was pregnant, that she shouldn't be eating truma. We allowed her to eat truma. Chazal gave her uh, the heter to go ahead and eat truma and uh, only after 40 days are we going to then and start uh, finding her, charging her, and uh, uh, making sure that she uh, that she only eats things that are uh, that are permitted to her. So the Gemara then goes on to discuss a phrase which we uh, which we see throughout Shas, most notably appearing in the beginning of uh, Perak Arvi Psachim with regards to eating matzah before the uh, before the holiday of Pesach. The phrase of Boel Arisaso Bebeis Chamav, somebody that goes ahead and in his father-in-law's house uh, engages in uh, illicit behavior with somebody who is not yet uh, mutter to him, not yet mutteris to him. And uh, this concept of Boel Arisasa, Bebeis Chamav, means that uh, a husband jumps the gun uh, in terms of his uh, relationship with his uh, future wife. And uh, the Gemara presents that uh, whether or not they have a child then, uh, what the status of that child is going to be. And the Gemara describes the fact that the reputation of a man, the reputation of a woman uh, within the realm of uh, these types of conversation plays a significant role in determining what the status is of this child. Is this child going to be uh, a mamzer? Is this child going to be a Suffolk mamzer? What's this status going to be uh, of this child? And then the Gemara goes on uh, to describe this uh, um, the Gemara goes on to describe what would happen uh, in such a uh, in such a scenario. Why or why not this uh, this uh, this baby is going to be uh, a mamzer or a suffix mamzer? What the halachic ramifications uh, of that are uh, are going to be? And this machlokas between Rav who holds that the baby is going to be a mamzer and the Shmuel who holds the baby is only going to be a suffix mamzer. What uh, those mean practically and halachalamaisa when it comes to this scenario of Bolar Saso bebeis but what comes out of Besech Zivamu Samach Test, so many different uh, conversations with regards to 
obviously the concept of Yavama, the concept of uh, Ones and Mefateh, the raping and the seductions that we, uh, that we have throughout Seder Nashim, definitely over the course of the end of the daf, uh, some Dine Mamonos issues in terms of a woman who is eating foods that she's not allowed to eat, that she's prohibited from eating, uh, and a real uh, daf, daf Samach Tesim Yavamos, that describes so many different Shas concepts that, uh, that we were fortunate to learn this week. That is Mesech Yavamos, daf Samach Tesim.